and welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. You can find me on the internet at sterlingvermin.com or Twitter at sterlingvermin. And my name's Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor, and you can find me online at Dane in Danger. Uh, sometimes it's nice to just think back to to past to past memories the memories of the past <laughs> yeah those days long gone by ah halcyon days where uh many spells were discussed ah creatures were talked about and lives were changed for the better for the better it's a recap episode it's a recap episode welcome to the half season review we're going to go back through talk a little bit about uh, anything that the audience has brought up regarding some of these episodes we've released this season. And we also, um, in the Demiplane episode, came up with the idea of taglines for spells. So as we review each spell, we'll also pitch new taglines. And in the future, I'd like to run some Twitter polls. So if you're on Twitter, please follow Dispel Magic Pod and, uh, and vote in those polls so we can see which uh, tagline is the best per spell. With the taglines, I thought it would be hilarious to, to draw up actual like magazine ads for, for the spells mm-hmm. with the taglines included. That'd be, that'd be a fun thing to see in the world. Yeah, so... If anyone wants to do that, go okay. for it. <laughs> oh, just, all right, didn't realize that was... I can give it a try. I'm a, I can draw her. Yeah, you're a drawer. I could draw her sometimes. We're going to start with Create or Destroy Water, uh, a more fun episode than it had any right to be, given <laughs> the topic of it. We really plumbed the depths. Yeah. I, I got a lot of comments uh, talking about how if, if you, Benjamin, mm. as a person, got real power, they'd be afraid Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. I creating a desert cult. I, yeah, out I of think, water. I think it would be very hard for me not to become authoritarian yeah. if I was given any amount Actual of power, real power. Yeah, but I also like to think I'd be a benevolent dictator. So, oh, oh um, well, that's positive. Yeah, it'd be a fun desert cult. The fun would be mandatory. Have fun. Yeah, go down the slide. It's not have fun. It's no. Have, have fun. fun. I'm not yeah. going to say it again. <laughs> I don't need to. Go down the water slide. I spent a first level spell slot on that. Okay? A couple times today. Yeah. A couple times. I'm sick of casting. Enjoy it. On Twitter, Sidekicks and SideQuest mentioned that if you have some powdered silver laying around, uh, you can make holy water, which generally speaking, I don't think the spell makes creating holy water any easier. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that if you've got powdered silver or access to silver, if you find yourself in a dungeon randomly that's got undead or fighting undead when you didn't expect to be, you could kind of on the fly create some. So it would be useful in that circumstance. There you go. One thing that was funny to me is that we talked a lot about on this episode about how you could create your own kind of desert cult really easily because you could go into places that are inhospitable because of a lack of water produce a lot of water and kind of make your own society where it otherwise wouldn't be able to exist. And um, so we talked about that a lot with the spell. And then we did Demiplane several, several episodes later. And that is like this times a million. Because right. We talked about like just emptying a lake and Flood, putting it somewhere. Flooding a castle. Uh, so 
even the one cool thing that Creator Destroy Water lets you do uh, is done better by another spell. <laughs> so that's cool. So that's good to know. Yeah, that's good. Let's get to the taglines. Yeah. So um, you want to go back and forth? Sure. Let's you, go back and forth. You, you go first. Okay. Let's get wet. Or dry. <laughs> it's either or. I got a... Uh, what's a vessel, really? Could it, get, be, could it be a human body? Could it be a human body? Get wet or dry trying. <laughs> I like the puns. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any puns. I don't think I did any puns. It's not the amount. It's how long you use it. <laughs> I think I get that one. No? H2Go or H2No. <laughs> right there on the label. <laughs> Create or destroy. Your very own desert cult. Just add water. Ding! I mean, the ads write themselves. Sure. Yeah. For next uh, next time, we need a little intermission. Next up is Enlarge Reduce. I want to say right off the bat that uh, I'm the one who runs the Twitter account. And I've been very disappointed in our audience uh, this this season because every time we've disagreed about something, they've sided with Dane, which yes. is clearly wrong. Uh, in this episode, we, yes, we, in this episode, yes. we talked about whether or not a dead tooth was an object, and I said no, and Dane said yes, and for some reason, most of you agreed with Dane, um, which is disgusting. Um, not so much that you agreed with Dane, but the idea that then in a fight, if you were fighting somebody with a dead tooth, you could reach over and grab their face and enlarge their dead tooth. So that's the size goes from being a tiny object to a small one and just fills your mouth Mouth with with rotten decaying tooth. Um, so you, I just want to, if you're grossed out by that, I just want, I just want all of you to know that that's what you did to me on Twitter. That's on you. It's your fault. That's a your fault thing. Yeah. And also dentists. Make them, make them tiny, take them right out. Painless. You, right. You could do that, too. You could. That's great. Anything that you heard about Enlarge Reduced? Yeah. Uh, another friend of mine was saying that uh, if momentum was conserved on a shrunk object that mm. then became big while flying through the air, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then would it be a massive murder missile? Is the way he put it. Um, so I think yes. Yeah, I think what what you're talking about is shrinking really big, like uh, siege weapons, basically firing them uh, from a much simpler mechanism, devi- mechanism or device, and it could make it go faster as well. Right, and then it expands either on impact or midair uh, and devastation. And, yeah, creating additional destruction. And seems like that would be a yes. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. All right. You got a tagline for this yeah, one? Yeah, I got a few. The Biggie Smalls spell. I, we, we read all of these to each other before. That one might be my favorite one. That's a one. pretty good one. Um, I've got nothing smaller than tiny. No problem too big or too small. Not in small rooms. Just don't do it. It's a. It's more of a cautionary tale right, than anything else. Right. Honey? I shrunk the gnomes. <laughs> I just have guess what this does. It's it's sarcasm. Yeah, it's more yeah. yeah. Go big or go small. <laughs> that about rounds it yeah, out. That's, that's about that's, that's, that's about that's that does it. <laughs> uh, for the middle of the season, we took a break from spells and we talked about everyone's favorite mushroom folk, myconids. 
Myconids. Myconids. Myconids. Myconids. Hmm. Hmm. Never thought about that. I say Myconids. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that's wrong, but I've just always pronounced it Myconids. Interesting. But that was like a, a, that's like one of those things where when you start doing it as a child, it carries through even when like you might realize later it doesn't really make any sense. Like at one point I thought Abraham Lincoln and Uncle Sam were the same person. (laughs) I I could see that one. That's pretty easy. That's a pretty easy one-to-one comparison. Yeah. Um... I I think another uh, Twitter Twitter polls in in order for that one. Whether or not Abraham Lincoln and Uncle Sam are the same person? <laughs> Mike and Ed's are oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yes, that would be that would make more sense yeah. for a Twitter poll. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna put it out there and see who agrees with you about Uncle Sam and Abe Lincoln, well, I don't believe that anymore. or Think that anymore? Just for some reason, it just made sense. I'd be interested to I see who, it. I didn't who even, does. I didn't even think that they might not be the same person. It had not occurred to me that just they might not knew be. Yeah. they were. Right. Picked it up somewhere. Um, yeah, Mike and Ed's uh, really opened the, my eyes to to their possibilities. That episode. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of reflecting, and actually, you brought up some some interactions that Myconids have with other spells too. But I was thinking back on the Myconid episode and a spell we did last season, which was detect poison and disease. Mm. And it did come up uh, in either in that episode or in the review that we did that you could detect any creature that had that naturally produces a poison. You'd be oh, able to sense, right? And so with this, with detect poison disease, you would always know if a Myconid was in within a certain range of you because in addition to it telling you that there's a poison within a certain range you also know precisely what that poison is and so in this case you is like once you knew that that's the poison that myconids produce you would know exactly where myconids were well the you communication spores right lots the of they have all their hallucination all their spores yeah that'd be who needs a truffle hunter when you that's right you've got yeah. that spell yeah see you later trained pigs awakened pigs maybe yeah. Oh, did you say awaken? Did I say who said awaken? <laughs> you. That's yeah. so weird. Because mm-hmm. um, I was reflecting too on on myconids and and uh, the idea of mycelium, mm-hmm. which uh, trees often often trees use mycelium from um, fungus to communicate, share nutrients, all sorts of really interesting things. So if you had a myconid mycelium under a grove of, of awakened trees. You got a stew going. You got a stew going, baby. Yeah. No, the interactions would be really interesting. Um, I think that making a drug cult in that situation would be a lot harder because the trees essentially would be the sentinels for for this. I could see oh, the trees. Oh, you mean like exploiting myconids yeah. would be harder in that circumstance, yeah. I don't necessarily think every version of a myconid drug cult has to be exploitation. True. Um, that, you know, but yeah. Well, and then that led to, we were talking about, well, maybe that's how Mike and it yeah. started. Right. That, that somebody cast Awaken on a mushroom and that got out of hand and led to Myconids, which in that conversation that we were having, that led me to think of how asexual reproduction works and creatures just kind of cloning themselves and splitting off. And, you know, Awaken doesn't say anything about being hereditary. So 
there's no reason for us to think that um, in a normal, uh, or not normal, but creatures who reproduce sexually do not pass along their awakened intelligence, or or at least the spell doesn't cl- clarify that that's true. But but if you're cloning the, yeah, yourself, yeah, but if you're cloning yourself, <laughs> if you're reproducing asexually, which a lot of mushrooms do, and there's various other uh, animals that do this, um, like starfish, like starfish, uh, hammerhead sharks, apparently, I don't know that's if they wild. always do, but they can, they can. Then it seems like awakened really clearly would carry over because it's a permanent change to the to the. So, I like it as a potential origin story for my continents, just to tie it back into what we're talking about. But we also were kind of thinking about how, um, you know, in 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 the awakened episode, we talked about how an island nation or a port city might awaken some sea creatures to use as kind of like, and like fight against. Um, piracy and, and other things control the waters. In this case, if you cast it on something that reproduced asexually, like starfish, and then that starfish reproduced and then kept on reproducing, you'd have like eventually an a entire society. An entire society of intelligent starfish being real creepy underwater. And starfish don't scare me, but the idea of an Organized. intelligent army of starfish is really horrifying to me and that made me think of coral if yeah. coral was awakened although what would coral do i think that they'd be able to build some pretty interesting structures okay out of them uh, their own bodies wow that's true actually yeah that um, would be pretty sweet coral castles coral castles uh you know if you made friends with them or i mean they wouldn't really have a reason to besides like organizing themselves in a in a way that behooves them right right so fortresses of coral and then right well i mean i can imagine like a triton druid Mm -hmm. might awaken coral to like form a big barrier around their like underwater grove or something pretty pretty fun stuff there yeah um yeah but those uh (laughs) those those uh starfish that's yes worse than uh psychic mushrooms for sure Definitely. What What are some of your uh, taglines? Everyone's a fun guy. <laughs> I just got chill as fuck. Okay. Mike and it's chill as fuck. Got an explicit tag on this one. Yeah, better. And my, my other one is heart rich, mind spore. <laughs> that one took me a couple times. Say it, say it one more time. Heart rich. Mind spore. That's great. I got a, you'll never want to leave. Because it's great. Yeah, it's true. It is great. I would live with a Myconid uh, colony. Yeah. Just well, chill I, out, I mean, hang not out. Not because I have kids, but. Bring the kids. No, that's weird. <laughs> that uh, That is weird. Raise them to be peace-loving, enlightenment-seeking. Well, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, but I don't think we should share minds. Sure. That's probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My last one is uh, mycelium, your celium, our celium. That's a good one. Thank you. That's like a um, science fiction corporation uh, (laughs) that's like managed to to somehow commodify mushrooms. That would be... Myconids in space? Yeah. Yeah. Myconids.
Hello friends, Dane here saying thank you for listening and sharing our show. Telling other people about Dispel Magic is the best way for us to grow, along with you rating and reviewing our show on whatever podcast app you use. We've also revamped our Patreon. Benjamin is writing monthly spells, there's a behind-the-screen show where we talk about our home games, along with other little extras we'll be sprinkling in here or there. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend, rate and review, and check out our Patreon. Thanks again for listening, and happy spelling. Tensor's Floating Disc. Hey, a favorite. Yeah, so... This was this was the other uh, situation in which um, I found that the audience really turned against me <laughs> personally, and and yeah, that didn't really pan out the way you thought. Huh? And voted that most of them thought Tensor's floating disc was invisible, which it is. Yeah, it can be. There were some really funny ones. I did like somebody suggested. Uh, smoke roiling in an invisible container. Oh, yeah. I think that was pretty cool. That's a great visual. Somebody else mentioned the idea of it being a 90s era, poorly 3D rendered chrome disc, which oh, yeah. I also really like. Um, like, like from, from Reboot. Re- yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, like something from Reboot. Um, Bob flying around on a... Well, he can't fly around on it, but yeah. I will say I was very pleased that a ROM from Kill Every Monster came in to my rescue and agreed with me that it was yellow because I kind of feel like in this situation, maybe the expertise matters more than the fact that more people think that, you know, and I would say just because he's got a better produced and more listened to podcast doesn't mean he's right about the disc. Shout out to kill every monster. It's a great podcast. Um, I think it does <laughs> in this limited instance. Okay. You know, if he ever disagrees with me, I'll feel differently. Right, but sure. But to the extent where Aram and I agree about things, uh, he's absolutely right. In that same conversation about, um, also in in that uh, Twitter conversation about what color the Tensor's Flowing Disc was, I uh, came up with the idea that it would be really funny if there was a merchant in town that sold pogs to wizards that they could use as part of the material component of casting the spell. And then their tensor floating disc just was skinned, like however that pog looked. I like it because it's very dumb. <laughs> it is like, very dumb. The idea that like wizards are collecting, have like buy little collectibles right. to put well, some aesthetic on their disc is hilarious. I feel like there could be a very fun wizard game Sure, yeah. Where they're trying to knock things off of each other's tensor's floating disc. Like, they're just running around. Just massive pogs? Well. Or like a Jenga-type thing. Maybe a Jenga-type thing where it's just wizards sure. running around in a field with a floating... Oh, almost like uh, jousting, maybe? Maybe like jousting. <laughs> yes. Um, that with their tensor's floating disc. hilarious. And they're... <laughs> just running as fast as they can and uh there are all these academics out there in a grass field just super winded but trying to best each other at uh tensor tag or whatever it is yeah that's really good (laughs) i mean the 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 uh knocking something over on each other's disc would be great oh yeah no i maybe that would be i think that would be the game is that like you 
you have your tensor splitting disc and maybe there's like some kind of barrier on top of the disc mm. that functions like a net or a basket. And then it's just about who can eliminate the other person's tensor splitting disc first by throwing enough weight into it that it disappears. <laughs> and then you're doing it, reduce and enlarge to try and <laughs> yeah. make bigger things get in there. Yeah. So I guess there'd be a couple, like there'd be teams and only one person would be saddled with mm-hmm. having to cast the tensor splitting disc. And everybody else is trying to get it everybody, into yeah, it. Yeah. So he's, that person's being kind of defensive and like running away and everybody else on the team is either joining in the defense of that their own goal or attempting to weigh down the other tensor splitting disc. So we got two different games. <laughs> We've got the joust tensor tag. Yeah. Or oh, what would you call weighing... Um, break the disc It'd yeah probably be called break the disc yeah and then the players would be called breakers yeah there you go yeah that's a great game this is a great game actually i <laughs> kind of want to think about think about it more <laughs> how to how to formalize that a little bit um i had a friend of mine same friend same guy talking about how if you put a, a pillowcase over the disc uh-huh you could cast uh demiplane on the disc so that you could have your traveling doorway because sure, it's a surface yeah it becomes yeah. a surface at that point well i would think the disc itself is a surface but well it's, it's if you force right uh it says solid surface yeah well force was a so i mean it okay because you can sit on it you can throw stuff on it i don't know in what way yeah. it wouldn't be a surface even if it is yellow you said that with such disdain. Um, you wrinkled your nose, and and you had. You, I said you, it with conviction. You showed that might all, be what conviction looks like. You might not know what conviction. Looks you bared like. all of your teeth when you said it. I could see every yeah. tooth in your head. Yeah, when all, you said even it. the ones in the back. In the way back. Yeah. No, my the thing. What happened to my lips when I said that? It look. It was inhuman. You. It was inhuman. Reduced them. Yeah. I, are lips objects? No, lips are not okay. objects, and I'm not even going to do okay. a Twitter poll right. about that because okay. I'll get mad. Okay. Tagline time. Tagline time. Do you have any taglines for Tensor's floating disc? Yeah, I got some. I got some. You're, are you kidding me? I got some. My first one? Sure, it's fine. Tensor's that's, floating disc. That's a very good one. I only had one for this. It's, hmm. aren't you glad we said disc? I am. Yeah. I also got uh, just above dragging. And also useful for some, but I, I think my favorite is sure it's fine. Yeah, sure it's fine. <laughs> sure, it's pretty good. It's fine. That's uh, more in the spirit of of the demi plane. <laughs> yeah, taglines that we had. It could it could work for that one too. Speaking of demi plane, oh yeah, that was our most recent episode prior to the ad episode, and um, that one was that one was fun. That was where we came up with the tagline idea although we've come up with some more taglines for that an interesting comment i got from alex from a couple of characters podcast mentioned that one of the things we talked about is the potential downfall or or thing to worry about when you cast demiplane is that it only it only stays open for an hour so if you're using it to transport goods which is primarily what we were spending our time talking about you could easily lose somebody in there or somebody could be a um, spy for the thieves guilds who was just taking inventory of what was in there so they could come back and steal stuff. You could circumvent that by having using the spell animate dead to just have all of this work uh, of moving things around being done by zombies and skeletons. Presto changeo. And if you're high enough level to cast Demiplane, 
you're you, you can do very, a couple skeletons. Yeah, you're easily uh, capable of of keeping a few skeletons and zombies around. Um, what about you, Dane? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I was thinking about it and talking to a friend, same friend, and if you had two wizards who both knew Demiplane connected to the same room, you pretty much made yourself a tunnel. Mm-hmm. So if you cast it, say one of them at the bottom of a lake and then the other one anywhere you want, mm-hmm. you've got an hour of lake. Yeah. Just rushing right yeah. through. Right. Um, so that's, that's some devastation. Yeah. You could probably seriously ruin like a city. You could ruin a city. You could definitely flood a castle. Oh, yeah. Um, you could, I guess you could do both at the same time. You can do like, it's a castle from the city, castle. <laughs> ruin their lake yeah you don't even need to fill the room anymore if you've got another person you just uh and you could do that with anything flowing right so lava bottom of scrooge mcduck's vault right all those coins just Mm. coin rain now that's a golden shower gross (laughs) it's only gross if you make it gross i did i made it gross if you choose to read it as gross it's gross and that's on you not my fault for saying it. Yeah. Did you come up with any more taglines? I did, yeah. Um, because the, those those ones we came up were on the spot. Right. Um, demiplane, semi-useful. Demiplane. It's what you make of it. That's a good one. Thanks. This one is just kind of instructive. <laughs> Room. The spell. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, the f- final one I got is, uh, don't tell the in-laws. <laughs> Shut them away. Cause you know, when they come over, like here's the guest room. Oh, okay. And then they're gone forever. Oh, so like, it's about murdering your in-laws. <laughs> yeah. You That's know, weird. like, like the nineties when in-laws were so much great to bag on. Yeah. Well, that was 30 years ago. Uh-huh. Oh God. Dun, 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 dun. I really regret that that has made this its way onto our show. What was your favorite? What was your favorite one from this last group? Uh, my, I, that's a tricky one to answer because I found something I I really liked. This the the first season was a lot of low hanging fruit. It was <laughs> the spells that got me thinking about doing the show in the first place. This one you had to dig deep. Yeah, this one I, I did more digging. Um, and so I would say maybe Demiplane, just mm-hmm. because I really hate that spell. It's very, I mean, room the spell is very accurate. It's right. just creates a room. And that, to me, felt very boring for an eighth level spell. But God, I, I feel like we level. figured out a way for it to actually feel like a, you know, feel as epic as where it sits in in D&D. Well, and at that point you can hire another wizard to or your friends with another wizard at that point where yeah. you could pull those sh- kind of shenanigans yeah. that are that are really fun. Yeah. In that way. What about you, Dane? What was your favorite episode? I I really liked Mike and Ed's. Mm-hmm. I really liked yeah. learning about the uh fun-loving laid-back dudes folks of of the underground. Um, made me think of a bunch of different story hooks I could use and situations where they'd be a lot of fun. Um, 
like, <laughs> what if uh, what if a pirate ship just got taken over by Mykonids and it's just floating around? I don't know. Mykonid pirates. That sounds great. It's a floating but they're peace. They're peaceful. Yeah. Folk. It, well, that's what I'm saying. But they're like dressed like pirates. Oh, okay. Or they're dressed like pirates. Yeah. They're not act, actually not, committing pirates. No way. Unless you could count like stealing your worries away. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, like uh, robbing you of your stress. Right. Okay. Well, I like that. Real swashbuckling mushrooms. Okay. You sold me. <laughs> Great. Thank you. You're welcome. For your honest and sincere answer to my You're question. Welcome. We've got the second half of the season cooking in the kitchen. And coming to you starting next week with Arcane Lock. So look forward to that. If you'd like to let us know any other things that you thought of, you can follow us on Twitter at DispelMagicPod. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long rest. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter, at DispelMagicPod. You can find Benjamin, at Sterling Vermin, and Dane, at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw. Mm-hmm.